Well, good morning and welcome to Press Church. My name is Sean Lee. I'm lead pastor here. I want to uh, say a special welcome to those watching online and just a, a warm welcome to all you guys here today. Uh, we have a special service uh, planned for you, but before I do that, I want to get into some announcements. Uh, we have a QR code on the screen that you can get your phone out and you can see everything that's coming up. Uh, there's a lot of links there too that can help you um, just connect with us in different ways. If you have any questions as well, I will be at the Connect Desk after service and I'm happy to answer any questions you may have. Uh, I just wanna celebrate a couple of things. We've had a few uh, fun things that have happened. This last weekend, we had the IF conference here, the <laughs> women's conference. I, I was not there, I was not invited. I guess only the ladies got to go. So I do not know how it went, but I heard great things. Uh, so hopefully ladies that, that were able to go were encouraged and grew in your faith. And I'm glad that you came back. Also, um, over the last month, we had collected supplies for our neighbor school site at Ridge Elementary, and just this week, I got to take the supplies over some people here, and uh, yeah, you get to see my cheesy smile. Uh, we, we had basically uh, a whole table just piled up with all this stuff, and I, I want to say, so Mary, uh, she's the one in the picture. She's their secretary over there. Um, I've connected with Mary over the years now, and she was just super thankful. I mean, she was almost in tears as we brought the, we basically rolled that whole big blue thing over there, uh, and it was just piled up, and we, we took everything out, and she was just very, very thankful. And so I want you guys to know just from her, she was just, she just kept saying, oh my gosh, thank you. This is so, I can't believe you guys did this, and oh, this is so nice. And so you guys really, like, you, you helped, um, you helped a lot of teachers over this last month, and they, they got some supplies that are, that are much needed. She's like, oh my gosh, this is, this is so, so timely, so needed, and so I just want you guys to know how thankful um, and how, how big that was for them. So thank you so much. Um, last thing before we get in, um, we don't do any of this without your support, and so I want to encourage you today that if you haven't given, uh, whether online, you can give online, you can give through text. We have a, a box by the back exit that you can give through that as well. Uh, we don't do any of this without your support. And so I want to encourage us to be cheerful givers and to really think about the ways that we can encourage uh, ourselves and those in our family to be a part of what God is doing here. Uh, there's a lot of great things that are happening, and it's because of you. So I want to encourage you in that. Uh, before I get started today, let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for a time to gather, to be encouraged, to learn, to grow, um, and just to fellowship with each other. I pray that you would honor this time, that you would bless this time, um, and that you would uh, speak through us in all that we are doing. We love you. It's your name we pray. Amen. All right, well, we have a, like I said, a special Sunday. Uh, today, I am going to be inviting Chrissy, Pastor Chrissy Bontrager up to uh, talk with us as we are closing out. You can wait just a second. Just wait. I'm, I'm, I'll, let you, I'll let you up, Dylan. <laughs> Chrissy's like, I'm not. I'm good. Uh, over these last, what, five, six weeks, we've been talking through a series called Crazy Train. We've been talking about these crazy indicators in our relationships, and I thought, what better than inviting Chrissy, who is a professional counselor, to talk through some of her experiences of seeing these indicators. So what I'd like to do, I'd like to give a, just a warm welcome and invite Pastor Chrissy Bontrager to the stage. Thanks. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Chrissy. I have all the things. Can we, like, unload all of our stuff now? Do we have enough room? I need all the room. <laughs> you, you got, you got yeah, I'm good. Oh, there, there, Am there. I on? Can you hear me? 
Well, Chrissy, thank you for joining us. I thought it would just be great to have a conversation with Chrissy about how, you know, she counsels for a living, and I'll give you a chance to, you know, yeah. tell everybody what Thanks. you do and everything. But I thought as we close the series, um, I thought that it would be, I always value other voices. That's something that as a church we've always done. Uh, CR and Jason left me this week, so they're not here. And I'm like, well, I have to get somebody else's input. I have to pick up the slack. And so, Jason, if you're watching, I'm really... Jason got stuck in Charlotte again, so he's he's potentially watching a from, a, story. from a hotel room or something. But Hi, Jason. we are here, and we are excited to close out the series like this. Um, actually, we had planned on doing this, but Jason was just supposed to be a third... And, you know, I don't know about you guys, I'm, his dad jokes and, well, they're more like grandpa jokes now because he's, he's, he's a grandpa. Uh, but he just, he brings a perspective that is different than me. And so we value that, but unfortunately he's not here. And so, Chrissy, what I'd like to do, can, I'd like for you just to share a little bit about yourself, maybe your history in counseling, why you got into counseling, how that maybe interacts with your faith, um, and just kind of your heart for I don't know, ministry and counseling. Sure. sure. First, I, I, before I do that, I want to say hey to all my IF conference girlies. I know I'm running on adrenaline, caffeine. He asked me if I wanted to water. I'm like, you're cute. Um, caffeine and Jesus, that's what we're running on today. So if you're here, great. If you're not, I see you. Um, and we'll talk. Uh, anyway, uh, we had a great time at the conference. But, um, yeah, I, I am a professional counselor. That's my day job. That's my gig. And... Um, I got into it because I was a stay-at-home mom, and I had, um, I had a kid that was not normal. Um, well, neither, there, you know Michael. He's one of them. He's not normal either. I love you. He's here. I don't know where you're at. Like, Thanks, Mom. But anyway, um, I'm not normal either. But um, it, uh, my oldest is on the spectrum. We had some sensory issues, a lot of stuff going on. I was doing so much research that I was like, why don't I just go get a master's in counseling? That sounds like a great idea, being a mom of small children. Um, don't do that. Just get it when you don't have children. I mean, if you want to, do, but it's a lot of work. So that was kind of my heart of like, okay, I've, I'm doing all this research. I've already got all this stuff I'm doing. I might as well have something to show for it. And I was also helping other parents advocate for their kids in the school system and work through IEPs and all of those things. Um, it's a lot. So uh, now that I am a therapist, um, that's my least favorite part. <laughs> I, I, I love children. I work with your children here, but I'd love them. Um, but it's challenging to work with families uh, with children who um, have special needs. And not that I don't, that is a small part of what I do, but I found that there are other areas of counseling that I'm better at than that. Um, that was God's catalyst of being like, hey, I have a plan for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it involves a master's degree. Yes. Thanks. A lot of work. And, and student loans. Yes. So, so here I am. Here yeah, I am. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to have you here. And with that, I actually want to celebrate a piece. So just over this last month and a half, two months, we've been working with Chrissy, and she's actually going to be moving her private practice to the church. And so we have yeah. been working to renovate a room in the back for her. And so she's going to be basically operating her private practice here at the church. And so um, we've mentioned how we want to steward the building and use the building. And we know that mental health is a huge thing in today's right. society. Right. Um, and so what's really great is now there's going to be somebody here at the church that obviously she's going to be counseling people throughout the week. But we want you to know that, that Chrissy's a resource and is happy sure. to um, help in any way she won't counsel you um, if you're in the church because there's like weird, yep. some, you know, 
I will uh, I will give you resources exactly. and love on you and be your pastor and your friend. Yep. Um, but I will refer you out just because yep. you are my church family. And I don't do family. It brings up too many of my own issues. Yeah, there you go. But so. we just wanted to celebrate that. We're really excited. You actually, yeah. This week is the first week you'll have clients, I've been right? moving this week. We did the yeah, conference so this week. So, so when I say know, Jesus and coffee, like... <laughs> Chrissy has not only been basically moving her offices in, she's yeah. planned it's been a busy and week. orchestrated the IF conference, and now we I had, a team. had her here it's this me, morning. And so... She's like superwoman this week. Like, well, doing no, all Jesus. <laughs> it's all Jesus. I'm going to crash this afternoon. Right. Um, <laughs> you get home and just be like, yeah. done. We talked about, uh, one of the speakers this week talked about uh, Jesus sleeping in the boat when the waves are crashing and everything. And they're like, dude, wake up. And, you know, she was talking about, like, he, he crashed. Like, he'd done all this ministry. He's, <laughs> he's on the boat. Sleep. He's like, we're traveling. I'm sleeping. Like, That's going to be me boat. this afternoon. Okay. So wake there's up. a storm. There's a storm. I'm not gonna, I yeah. don't care. I don't care. I'm sleeping. Take your crisis elsewhere. Beautiful. I'm, I don't have time Be- for the waves. <laughs> There's other people that can <laughs> no, help. No, that's not how I counsel. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Getting Sorry. a little a sneak peek. Take into your the- <laughs> crisis elsewhere. I don't got time for that. That's no, my door you. is always open. Seriously, my door is always open unless I'm in session. Then you're going to have to wait. But, um, yeah, please come see me. if you. And even if you just want to come see the room. Um, it's a mess right now. But um, the color on the wall looks nice. Thank you, Sean Hoffman. Yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yes. All right. So let's dig in this a little bit. I thought one of the best ways to start a conversation is for you just to like give us a, a kind of an insight. Like what are some of the crazy indicators that you most often see um, when counseling like relationships? Crazy indicators. Yeah. Um, counseling relationships. Relationships are sticky. And I know oftentimes when we think of relationships, we, we instantly go to like premarital counseling or marital counseling or, you know, the, I do a lot of family counseling too. Those are, those are fun sessions. It's like being a fly on the wall. You know, don't you wish you could like go to your cousin's house and be like a fly on the wall and see how they really function or like your best friend. Like, I know you have issues. Um, you know, but it's a privileged space to be in, you know, to, to sit with people and, and work through those issues, but it could be um, relationship with a coworker. I don't know why I looked at you. Um, or, you know, it could be, it could We're be not gonna, we said we wouldn't talk about friend. that stuff. <laughs> we'll talk later. Um, you know, lots of things. Ruptures within relationship happen. You know, we're, we're different people. We have different opinions. We have different expectations. Um, different life experiences. I mean, I don't know about you, but I bring a lot of baggage. You know, I just, I have suitcases, not just because I'm a girl, but of trauma, of expectations, of family dysfunction, um, you know, the list could go on and on and on of the things that I've seen, the things that people talk about. And I, these, I know these aren't new to you, right? Like, raise your hand. Raise your hand if you have any one of those things. Uh, you everybody, all should be raising your hand me. right now. Yeah. Yeah, we bring you, right? stuff. We bring stuff. We bring stuff to relationship. And, um, you know, what do we do with that? You know, if, I, if I've experienced a past relationship, um, I'll just bring up some of my baggage up here. I wasn't planning on doing this, but okay, Jesus. It, working with Sean and Jason and CR, I have been in church ministry for decades. Yep. Decades. Long time. Um, and I, I have church baggage. I have pastor baggage. You know, I've been hurt. I've been in places as a woman in ministry of like, you know, you're not, you're not a man. You can't do that. You know, you're, you're just good enough to be an admin. You know, you can answer phones, but you can't lead that ministry. Um, so working with these guys, 
um, has been a great experience for me. And I'm, he didn't pay me to say that. It's been a really great experience. It's been healing. But there have been times even when we are working together that um, we have to call each other out and we have to be like, wait a minute, is that your, is that your train of baggage speaking? Yep. Or do we need to work through something in our relationship? Yeah. And it's a tug of war of like, okay, is this my stuff? Or is this really like you got an issue? Well, no, and, and I know, obviously you said we didn't plan this. I, I do think it, it's been a great experience having you on. We, we made the choice to bring Chrissy onto our executive leadership team pretty early after our launch. Mm -hmm. um, and we said that, like we, we knew that like this is gonna be, this is gonna take intentional, like a lot of intentionality, right. knowing right. that like you've got your stuff, we have our own blind spots and lenses that we're bringing to this you know, relationship and to this, um, you know, this thing. And so um, I, I do think it's been really encouraging for me to see that growth. Like, I feel like you, you had a lot of, um, baggage. We'll, we'll get, let's say baggage. Sure. You have, That's what it was. and, and, and you could feel that, you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. you, you do feel that and you have to get through that and not take it necessarily personal. It's not like you right. were like trying to, but it's still there and working through it. And I think that's one of the, you know, we'll get into some, you know, how do we fix mm -hmm. relationships later on? But I think that's something that's really important about, you know, just staying at the table and working through stuff. And uh, again, I don't want to give answers yet. We gotta, right. We're still talking we about crazy answers. indicators. So we'll, we'll save that stuff for later. But yeah, so crazy indicators. So, so some of those crazy indicators, um, one of the verses that I have um, is uh, Proverbs 18.2. Mm. Do we? Oh, I love that. It's right there. I don't have to look for it. Okay, fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. Oh, dang. Yep. I, I think I just got called out. Um, think about that. Think about, you know, uh, how many conversations have you been in when you're actually listening? Mm. I talk a lot. I could talk all day. I don't, I don't really even need Sean up here. I could talk like... I can talk all the time, but what am I really saying? And if you, if we're in conversation, if we're in conversation, you know, am I really hearing what you're saying? Am I, am I listening? So our verse, fools and I find no pleasure in understanding. So if I'm not listening, then I'm not trying to understand you, right? Rupture in relationship. I love the right there. Delight in airing their own opinions. I feel delight. like that is like I don't our, know if I delight. That's like, that's like our culture, though. I mean, it's I like... Air my opinion. I'm delighted. I'm not saying you do that. I just know a lot of people that, like, they like to hear themselves. Yeah. And, and we're, we're in the time of, like, just throwing it. We'd much rather speak than listen. And I mean, you know, to go a uh, little social media with this, um, can we just put Karen <laughs> delights in airing their own opinions? <laughs> What, is anybody Ouch. on TikTok? Ouch. Like, I mean, that's right. It's funny because it's true. Yep. It's funny because it's true. I mean, I, who watch those, watches those Karen TikToks? Come on, I know I do. They're hilarious. Why are they hilarious? Because we've all seen that person. Maybe we've been that person. <laughs> yep. You know, so right there, okay, well, I'm a fool if I, if I have ever been a Karen to someone or, or even, you know, that is what this verse is calling out of like, okay, you're delighting in airing your opinions. Yeah. Well, what, think, what is that about? I think in doing that, you know, we mentioned, you know, in, in talking through today, that we see most of the, the crazy indicators that are stemmed from this sort of thing, or are, are stemmed from lack of communication. I think right. we mentioned, like, the, the need for control and really the expectations are, are two that stand out to us in, like, yep. 
um, when we aren't communicating, when we aren't listening to the other person, then we never get to a point of, of, of knowing expectations within that relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also, uh, it lends to when you're just when you're just trying to hear yourself or not giving room for someone else, it's really a control thing. And so right. it's like this underlying control issue in, inside of relationships where y you control the narrative and you control what's being said because you don't give room mm -hmm. uh, for that. Um, and I just think that, that that verse like encapsulates that so well. And f for a lot of us, like Proverbs is wisdom. Like right. that's what Proverbs is about. The book of Proverbs is about giving wisdom. And so anytime you see uh, verses like this, like, really listen. Like, these are things that are, are, that are wise things to bring into your relationship. And, I, and it is convicting. They're like, hard things. I'd, hard things. You could put my name in there. Yeah. I've certainly been that fool. <laughs> Haven't we all? <laughs> right. So, so expectations, seeking control, uh, need for control. Mm -hmm. I think even, like, something that we talked about in the Need for Control Week uh, was that mutual submission, this idea of mutual right. submission and, like, um, the fact of going into a relationship where each you are willing to serve the other, like that's really important. Do you see, I mean, yeah. do you see that? Like how, like if you were to talk to these couples and they're in a session, it, how bad is the communication? Like, mm. like <laughs> maybe I'm that's saying that because I want to feel better about yeah, myself or something. Like, <laughs> It's okay, you're how, not doing how, too bad. How bad is my relationship? Yeah, um, <laughs> well, even, you know, within couples, within families, um, it, one of the very first things that I start talking about in um, specifically like couple therapy sessions um, is communication. How are you communicating? What does that look like? Are you, you know, do you start out in a conversation and two seconds later you're yelling about something? Um, you know, are you arguing over what you're going to have for dinner? And, but it started out like, I think I want spaghetti and well, what about pizza? And then now you're yelling at each other. Like, what are those things in your communication that are ruptured? What, what is it? Um, you know, are you both looking for just what you want? Like, okay, I really want spaghetti and I am not compromising on that. Okay, you know, um, again, I know that it's a silly thing, but that's where, that's where we stand. Like, I want control of this situation. I want, I want, ooh, dang, I think that's that fool place, right? I want what I want. I'm sitting in that space of, of not being compromising, not being yielding, not really looking at the other person and saying, well, what are your needs in this conversation? What are your needs that you're bringing into this? Relationship is, um, it's, Especially within marriage, relationship is 100%, 100%. Not 50%, 50% like, like we think. It's I give 100, you give 100. Think about all of your relationships. And if you were, if you were coming into a conversation and you were like, okay, I'm going to think about that person's needs before mine. I'm going to think about Sean and what he might be going through and what he's dealing with and where he's at this week before I come into this conversation with him. Whether it's a friendly conversation or a dude, we got to talk kind of conversation. If I'm putting him above myself, how is that conversation going to go? How's it gonna go? He's gonna feel heard, he's gonna feel loved, he's gonna feel responded to, versus me just coming in and being like, dude, um, you said something yesterday and we gotta talk. Right. Like, yeah. you were right. wrong. Yeah, right there, you're like putting, right. on the, putting on the defensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it, you know, it's that, um, it, it's really an internal focus. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah, well, right? and, and that kind of gets to our next, the, another question that I wanted to ask. Um, 
leads into this and kind of this like fear topic. A lot of the, mm. the these crazy indicators that we see us doing are responses to fear. And so right. basically the question is like, how do we get past this expression of fear and get to the root issue? Like yeah. how can we um, kind of move, because the fear is somewhat natural, but how mm -hmm. do we stop uh, expressing this fear and get to like find yeah find whatever that root that root issue well is. and I think uh, you know uh, fear is a big word fear can encompass a lot of things um, you know what what is the fear you're bringing to that conversation or that relationship is it um, fear of being misunderstood uh, fear uh, maybe maybe a fear that uh, you don't trust people maybe you have the fear um, you know of like okay I don't mm, like me coming into this relationship in ministry I don't know if I can trust Sean He's a little sketchy, you know. Um, Amen. It, 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 that was my fear that I was bringing into it very much so. You know, is it, um, you know, fear of being controlled or fear of being, um, you know, whatever. Fear, fear of being known. Mm. If, I, if I enter into this and I'm catering to you and we're talking deeply, like, you're, if you know me, maybe you wouldn't like me. Right? How many of us have thought that? Yeah. You know? Like, I'm a lot. I'm a lot. Maybe if you got to know me, you'd be like, whoo, she's too much. No, you'd love me. You'd love, you know we, you would. We love you, Chris. I know. But, but again, we, you know, you have to kind of unpack that word fear in and of itself of like what, what fear are you bringing? Because fear is, right. that is a big word, and it can mean a lot of different yeah. things. So, you know, is it fear of experiencing something that you've already experienced? And, and I want to preface this with, as we're talking today, we're, to, we're talking about healthy, somewhat healthy relationships, difficulties in, in marriages and things. And there, there are traumatic things out there. There are relationships that are going through lots of different things, domestic violence, things like that. If you're experiencing something like that, like some of these things, because again, we said it's 100%, 100%. Some of these things aren't going to work because the other person is not in that same place of wanting the same thing. So if you're in a situation like that, please come see me. Get my doors open unless I'm in session. Well, that but makes me, I'm, I'm going to take a little tangent. That's a little, that's a little bit different than what we're talking about right here. I had a, uh, I think we talked about this. In the Need for Control week, I had a, a verse, because we talked about the mutual right. submission that week. And I loved it. I found in one of the commentaries uh, it's, it says, in talking about mutual submission, it says, the text assumes that everyone in the community is supported and enhanced. Where that does not take place, a person will have to be wise enough to discern whether to forego his or her own right or to seek justice. Mm -hmm. And so th that is true. Like, we are somewhat talking about uh, relationships in which there's some sort of idea of, of support mm -hmm. and benefit and enhancement. And so if you are in an abusive relationship or in something that you might think is an abusive, like, you know, come, come to Pastor yeah. Chrissy, like, come, come to me. one of us, let us know. And so uh, we don't, series like this can be crazy, like you said, because mm -hmm. this is such a broad topic and we know a lot of people have different experiences. Um, but just to set that tone, like, we're talking about relationships where there is some sort of assumed benefit yeah. implied in the relationship. There is some, uh, like, support and enhancement that wants to happen throughout this mm -hmm. relationship. So mm -hmm. just yeah. a little caveat. Just wanted there. to preface that. Yeah. Um, so then if we go to, let's see where are we at. I totally lost my place because I wasn't planning on saying that there. Fear. 
Fear. Oh, fear. Um, now I'm afraid because I can't find my place in my notes. Anyway, um, it, fear, it, again, fear is a big thing. You know, we all bring it into relationship, whether it's fear because of past experiences, fear of, of being known, fear of, you know, I mean, I could go on and on, right? Listing off fears. Um, fear of spiders. I don't like spiders. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, fear is a big, big topic. So um, how are you letting that play into relationships? Um, furthermore, how are you letting that play into um, how you're sharing the gospel? Mm. Relationships in which you're, you, there's someone that you are trying to talk to about Jesus, then you're letting fear cut you off from that conversation. You know, well, they're just going to think I'm a crazy Christian. Right, right, it's a good place to be. Right. But, you know, how are you letting that fear define those conversations? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, so in, in setting up this section, um, one of the places that both Chrissy and I kind of uh, met in the middle was, we mentioned Romans chapter 8 um, a couple weeks ago, and really this, this section talks about um, the love of Christ, but it talks about, you know, what, what will keep us from God's love? And it's, it's basically saying all these things that you're afraid of, uh, they're not bigger than God's love for you. And so I just want to read that. It's, it's Romans 8, 35 and 37 through 39. It says this, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall hardship or, or shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced neither death nor life nor angels nor demons nor the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I think that that's a, it's just a, it's a combined thing of saying, look, all these things that you're afraid of, all these things that you're worried about, all these things that you can see that are potential, uh, that cause potential harm for you, like, God's love is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. Like, he is there for you. And it takes me even to 1 John 4, talks about, you know, there's no fear in love. Right. And so I think that's so much more for our relationships, like providing this space of, of love in our relationships and how safe and how like protective that is. Mm -hmm. And some of us, I think the hard thing, and this is maybe where you can speak into a little more, Chrissy, some of us has never experienced a relationship like that. And so it's, we almost don't even know where to start because so what we, does that look we like? weren't yeah. given an example of what a true loving relationship looks like mm -hmm. uh we had you know parents who weren't there for us we had you know abusive friends we you know whatever it may be like we're as you said you mentioned bringing the baggage bringing mm -hmm. these 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 pains and these hurts um and yet what we see in scripture is this idea of love that god brings that brings safety that brings uh, a sense of right. belonging and a sense of like space that mm -hmm. i'm okay here um and i think this is where to me um, this idea of fear, it's only, it's only through embracing God's love and embracing him that we can start to work past some of these fears in relationships because yeah. we all have baggage. Like, yep. it's a real thing. It's not even to minimize, like, the stuff that we've had to go through. So, right. Well, and, and a lot, no, along with that, um, you know, Matthew 18, 20, this isn't in the slides, guys. Um, uh, where two or more are gathered, there I am also, Right. Um, we all know that verse. So, you know, if, if you're in the context of a, a 
Christian relationship, whether it's a friendship, a marriage, a family member, whatever, and, and you know, you you feel like there's a rupture of the relationship, you're going to them to talk to them, why not pray first? Why not gather in his name? Right? What so mind blowing. <laughs> right. What you know, I mean we so simple. And we forget, you know, like, oh, I'm, just, I'm, I'm still in that verse where I'm the, the fool, right? Of like, I'm going to go and I'm going to share my grievance and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to this person. Yeah. I'm not bringing Jesus with me right. Right. in that moment. Right. But if we're both, if it's Sean and I talking, we both know Jesus. Right. Why not invite him into that space? I, I find that, you know, sometimes within the relationship of someone who else who's a Christian, sometimes there's just assumed, like, mm-hmm. uh, right. assumed thoughts on God, assumed thoughts mm-hmm. on how you're going to approach it. And it is, it is amazing. Like, have you ever asked somebody, like, I don't know if you've done this before, maybe you're too, have you ever asked somebody, hey, can we just pray? Like, it is amazing. Awkward. Even people, but even people who Fear, aren't, right? <laughs> but even people who aren't Christians. Yeah. If you just say, hey, hey can I just, can I just pray it is amazing how the atmosphere changes. It's amazing mm-hmm. how that environment mm-hmm. changes when you, again, you're inviting God into the present. You're, you're inviting God to be yeah. there and to give you wisdom. And, and I think because so much of our relational stuff is, is driven by our emotions, mm-hmm. like that is such a centering place of like saying, God, we need you here. Like, we just need to pray. Well, and that, the part that we assume in that verse is that the, we're two or more gathered in my in name. In my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Jesus, be here with right, us right, right. as we're having this conversation. You know, be here with us as we're, you know, going out having coffee, hanging out conversation. Right, right, right. Be here with us as we're uh, lamenting together. Be here with us as, you know, bless the conversation, Jesus. Yeah. I think we just assume, oh, Jesus, he's here. Right. I know him. He came yeah. with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we got to ask him, like, hey, be here with yeah. that. Yeah, so in all this, like, how, what are some steps? All right, so we talked about, like, all right, you see a lot of expectations issues. We see yeah. a lot of control issues. We see a lot of fear issues when, it, when it's coming to relationships. Like, how do we move forward? How do we actually yeah. have healthy relationships, right? Uh, and I want to I preface a little bit. When I say healthy, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God-honoring and biblically-rooted relationships. Because I think if, mm-hmm. if you stick to God-honoring and biblically-rooted relationships— you are going to have relationships that are that are beneficial for everybody. Right. It's it's not a just a me over you. It's a it's a service mentality. It's a God honoring mentality. Mm-hmm. So how do we have God honoring, biblically rooted relationships? Well, the the answer to that, and none of us are going to like it, <laughs> is it starts with it starts with yourself. Mm-hmm. It starts with me. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. starts with you. It starts yeah. with the posture the posture of our hearts. Yeah. Um, and in my therapy sessions, um, I know we're getting close to time and in our therapy sessions, uh, oh, he just said, okay, we're going to be here all day. I got hey, the you're mic. the one that needs we're a gonna, nap. So. Oh, I, right, right. <laughs> I only have a little bit of coffee left, so we're going to be here till the coffee runs out. Um, so I, in my therapy sessions, I'm a homework giver because when you're, when you're in my office, the change doesn't happen in my office, right? Um, the change doesn't happen. Uh, during our conversation. Change doesn't happen when you're sitting here listening to a sermon. The change happens when you leave my office, when you leave, like, you know, I hope you all are taking the stuff that Sean says on Sunday morning and implementing it throughout the week. That's his homework that he gives you, right? 
Jesus is like, we got to be working on this stuff. Um, so when, when you come to therapy with me, or if you come to me for a referral, I will give you homework also. Um, the, the thing that we need to do is look at ourselves. So I'm going to read some verses from Proverbs 18. Um, so you're saying Proverbs is wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as I read these, okay, don't throw tomatoes. As I read <laughs> these, I want you to think about yourself in these verses mm. versus the person you think needs to hear these verses. Mm, yeah. You know, we all have like, you know, two or three people in our heads are like, mm, Sally should have been at church today because it was good. <laughs> you know, she need to hear that. <laughs> I'm, I don't know why I just got Southern all of a sudden, I was about but to say, like, seriously, I don't have a Southern accent. That's where, so I, <laughs> that's where we go. Right. That's where I go. Like, oh, goodness. Somebody else. Somebody else. Yep. Like, mm, yep. Yep. Mm -mm. Somebody, that somebody I'm going to send her the link. Yeah, they need, so, to, yeah, they need to hear the, yeah, yeah. So what I want you to do as I read these verses, I want you to think about yourself in, in these verses, okay? So um, <clears throat> here we go. I didn't bring my glasses. We're, we're put your glasses on old now. Okay. An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Mm. Verse 1. That's just one. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. I think we already heard that one today. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and all shame and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. What words are coming out of your mouth? Are they a rushing stream? Are they good words? Okay. We're going down. The lips of fools bring them strife. There's that fool again. Whose name could we put in there? Mm. And their mouths invite beatings. Please don't beat people. That is, we, we're not condoning beatings, okay? Proverbs is a little confusing sometimes. Okay, so, but the lips of fools bring strife. We'll focus on that part of that verse, right? Okay, moving on down. Going to skip a couple few. We're on chapter, chapter, still chapter 18. We're going to verse 12. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. Mm. I'm going to tell her what I need to tell her. There go Southern again. I don't know. Um... Too many Southern ladies at the conference, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's if conference were in us. <laughs> okay. They were in Texas. Um, so verse 13, to answer before listening. Mm -mm, listen to this one. To answer before listening. That is folly and shame. Got a little Southern on that one, too. Okay. Moving down to 15. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge. For the ears of the wise seek it out. Are you in conversation to hear what the other person is saying? To summarize what they're saying? Or are you figuring out what you're going to say next instead? Ouch. Okay, 16. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. Your words can be a gift. All right, where are we moving down to? Skipping down to verse 20, still chapter 18. 
Um, from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. What fruit are you serving today? Strawberries? Life? Death? Apples? What, right? What fruit are we serving with what we're saying? How did we come into this conversation? Um, And then, okay. And then it goes into, like, he who finds a wife that is good. Is it, like, we're not going to read that one. Like, find a good wife. But you get the point. Like, were were you thinking about yourself in those verses? That is, that's, that's prickly. That's, like, eh. Yeah. I I think that, you know, the, the thing that I wrote down in this section is, and you kind of mentioned, but I said internal first. Yeah. Internal first. It has to be. Um, how, how are we taking on the, the um, intentionality mm-hmm. of, of these relationships that we're in? Um, I'd like to close with Philippians 2, um, and I feel like this, this one kind of encompasses the heart of this series for us. It's Philippians 2, 1 through 4. It says, therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm-hmm. And I love this. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. Mm-hmm. And I just think, like, I mean, that is... What if you knew that every person that you were going to talk to was thinking this way? What if there was like an agreed upon thing? Hey, this person I'm going to interact with, they're looking to bring value to my life. They're looking to to my interests. And we can give that to the people in our lives. That's why I said internal first. I can choose to do that. And again, this isn't easy. It sounds simple. It's not easy. But it, it helps, and it changes, it changes the relationships we're in. And really, this is my last slide to just kind of close this out. When we express the grace and love of, of, of Jesus, we change our environments. Mm-hmm. Can I add, Ella, Absolutely. Add something yeah, yeah, to yeah. wrap up? So you got homework, <laughs> right? Um, that says it all in the last statement there. When we express the grace and love of Jesus, we change our environments. The we is me. Mm-hmm. It, it is you. You have the power to change your environments. You have the power to change those conversations. Yeah. You have the power to begin change in those relationships. Again, mm-hmm. we're talking about somewhat healthy believers. Yep. You know, yep. there are more difficulties in this. And if you want to talk about that, again, come see me. Um, you know, but you have homework, right? You got to take this now and be like, okay. Am I bringing grace and love into this conversation? Am I bringing grace and love into this relationship? And if the answer is no, then you've got some self. Mm-hmm. You got to go back to Proverbs 18 yeah, yeah, yeah. and read through those again, right? And yeah. what am I? What am I bringing that is not life? Yeah. yeah. To this relationship, because we can't do anything about the other person. We can't change them. Yep. We can ask Jesus yep. to come, be with <laughs> us. We can't. I can't change Sean. Yeah. Before we. <laughs> Before we ask God to change the heart of somebody else, maybe we need to ask yeah, God to, to change our yeah. heart first. Oh, I had, um, I didn't say that verse. Do you take the plank out of your own eye? Yes, the I judgment. Had it written down. Yes, Matthew yeah. 7. 
you know, the judgment. Like, mm -hmm. we're so quick to judge. We're so quick to worry about somebody else. And it's like, what if, what if we this week just start with me and just pray? Yeah. Like, hey, God, I, I need you to change my heart. I know I'm not bringing a good heart to this. I know, like, I'm bringing anger. I'm bringing fear. I'm bringing resentment. I'm bringing all of these, these issues into this. And I, I just need your help. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, at the end of the day, when we're thinking about this series as a whole, we want, you know, we want to try to find, hey, what are some indicators that I'm reacting out of fear? What are some indicators that I'm reacting out of selfishness? Um, because we know that those aren't honoring to God, and they're not loving to the other person. And so if we can start taking steps of bringing these into our relationships, it change, like I said, it changes our environments. We talk about you know, being a difference in our community, like it starts with this. It starts simple. It starts with your relationships. It starts with your relationship with friends and family and spouses and whoever. Like that's where it starts. And if we don't address this, then we will never see the broader picture. We will never see the, these other relationships seeing and gleaning from what we're doing. And so that's our challenge today. Like as we are closing and wrapping up this series, like maybe this week it's that. God, I need you to just work on my heart. I need you to show me the places that, that, that I need to let go. I, I need you to show me some places that I'm holding on to. I need to show, help me see the lenses. I mean, we all see through lenses. We see through our pain. We see through our baggage. Um, That's a whole other sermon. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we could, we could, yeah, it's like we could be here all day. Um, but that's, that's my hope for us. Like, maybe you just need to write, write a note for yourself. Like, God, like, help my heart. God, show me where, 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 where I, the things I'm holding on to, the things that, that I'm not letting go of, and the things that are causing maybe some, some issues within our relationships. Start with me, internal first, giving to God, recognizing his love and his grace to me so that then I can express it to others. Um, we can do it. Like, you can do yeah. this. Like, this is, we, and we want to see that. We want to see our relationships getting stronger and honoring God. So let's close in a word of prayer this morning. God, I thank you for every person here uh, and the, the relationships that are represented in this room and for even those, those watching online, God. We know that relationships can be so difficult and, and, and dealing with other people can be so difficult. And there's so many layers and so many challenges, God. But I, I pray that by us acknowledging some of these places in our lives, some of these, these red flags, some of these indicators, God, that that hopefully we can start working on those and through your spirit, through your help, God, that we can start having relationships that more reflect your heart and your desire for us. God, I pray that, that in us doing this, in us putting in this work, that, that we will see the fruit of that, God, that you will, you will bless us, that, that relationships that have been, that just been rocky, God, that, that those be healed that there would be a way for communication to happen. There would be a way for, for your spirit to help heal those, those relationships, God. We know you're powerful enough. We are, you're big enough. You're strong enough. These issues are not bigger than what you can handle. And sometimes it feels overwhelming. We feel like we're just in a place that we can't get through. They're just, they're just overwhelming, God. I, I, I just pray that, that this week, in our time of, of prayer, God, that we will just give it to you. That we'll allow you to work on our hearts first. And, and then from that, God, that we can then lead with grace and love and humility, humility and a, just a willingness, God, 
Use us, work through us, God. Heal our relationships and may they honor you. God, we love you. We thank you for this time together. It's your name we pray, amen. I'm gonna invite you to stand and join us as we continue in a time of worship.